Oh my goodness, it appears you have stumbled upon yet another episode of Secret Skin. It's episode 35, 36, or 52. You got about 70 hours of secret radio goodness. And on this episode, November 2nd, I'm going to give in and answer questions from a mailbag. We're answering questions from our mailbag. It's not really a bag. It's not really a mail. There's very little paper involved. We're answering questions from our mailbag. You may be wondering who I mean by we. There's quite obviously only one person talking to you now. Myself, my name is Open Mike Eagle, or Michael Eagle, also known as Jim Bob. But I say we in the plural for a very good reason. I needed some help asking questions. So I called upon an old friend, your buddy and mine, the t shirt. Was it gonna see me? See me and Mike. We inseparable, yo. That dude. That's my man's right there. Y'all can't never come between us. But for real, yo, Mike. Yeah. I got a question for you. Oh well. That's nice of you, T-shirt. Hey, feel free. Yo. Yo, Mike. What's up with this beat, though? Huh? I mean, this shit ain't banging, like, at all. This shit sound like, it sound like you made it in the washing machine, G. This shit, it ain't even got no hi-hats. Dang, T-shirt, that's hella mean. I thought, I thought, you know, we put all that other BS behind us, man. I thought we was good. You know, just call him like I see him. This shit weak, B. What can I say? Anyway, I asked you here for some help reading questions. Can you let me know what came out of the mailbag? We're answering questions from our mailbag. I guess, you know, I'm going to sing along too. We're answering questions from our mailbag. Just hold up, give me a second. I gotta put my reading glasses on. Our first question comes from John Carson. He says, If you could have one deceased rapper, DJ, or writer on your podcast, who would it be? Thanks for the question. John, thank you for your eloquent reading t shirt. It's a great question. Man, uh, where do I start? There's so many, so many dead rappers to choose from. Yeah, Guru or Jay Dilla or Too Poetic. So so many. So many. Uh Sean Price or Old Dirty Bastard or or Tupac. Or, Damn, it's kind of a lot. Or Big L or Big Bank Hank or Pimp C. Dang B. That's depressing. Alright, next question please. 
Her next question comes from Grant Studer. Grant asks, I'm a big fan of your music and your podcast, and I found that in many of your recent interviews, you asked the guests about the difference between themselves as an individual and their persona as an artist, i.e. the divide between MC Frontalot and Damien. Or when you ask Dessa, is Dessa the rap persona? Is it a character or is it you? I would love to hear you discuss your stance on Open Mike Eagle, the rapper versus Mike Eagle, the human being. My main question is, as you spend more time writing, performing, interviewing, and recording as Open Mike Eagle, do you feel your decisions and behaviors as Open Mike Eagle are becoming a part of how you live your life as Michael Eagle, the human being, when you are off stage? Thank you, Grant. It's kind of, kind of a long one. Long, long-winded question. No, it's okay. It's okay, Grant. But um, I think I'm pretty much the same person. I don't think there's very much of a difference between um, myself, Michael Eagle, and my uh, stage, podcast, whatever persona. I think it's all very similar. Um, I often wonder if there's any chance that anybody listening to me, listening to my words, would get a different impression of how I am as a person. But I don't really think I don't really think there's much separation. Yo, T-shirt, you know me pretty well. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got anything to add to that? Uh, do you think there's any difference between a rap persona and myself? Okay, yeah. You know, I got two cents on that. Cool. I'm going to keep it 100, though. Yeah, you the same dude. Hey, hey, America, let me tell y'all something. This dude, he's boring. What? The same boring you hear right now, that's how he is in real life. Yo. He's boring. And he's weird. Come on, man. The dude is off. The dude is off in the head. That's just how it is, you know what I mean? I mean, damn, you ain't Sorry, got... you asked for it, you know what I mean? Next time, don't ask me. You know what I mean? They wouldn't even... They didn't write the question to me. They wrote it to you. So if you can't answer it, then you know what I mean? Throw it out. Edit this whole thing out. You can do that. Yeah, I might. Can't do none of this. I ain't got arms, B. I don't let that hold me back. Anyway. Where's the questions from our mailbag? That's his fault, right? Like, you know what I mean? Maybe this wasn't the best idea. He asked me. We're answering questions, questions from our mailbag. You know what I mean? That shit cool. I like singing a little part like that, though. I'll be on like that, B. I'll be on. Anyway, I'm gonna put that rudeness behind me. We have a great show for you today. We have an interview with Kitty, formerly known as Kitty Pride. She's a rapper. She's a rapper out of Florida, by the way, New York, but now she lives in LA. She's uh, rejuvenated her career. She'd actually gotten to the point where she'd almost quit kind of recently. And I can understand it because of her. Uh, Position and the way that she was brought in the game, she was uh, the victim of a lot of ridicule online, still is. A lot of people didn't take to her presentation, being a Caucasian female, frankly, in this uh, this rap thing is typically black male dominated. There's a lot of people that held that against her. And the fact that she was vouched for by a lot of people, um, the ASAP mob and Danny Brown in particular, put her in a position where a lot of people projected her in, in 
very rude ways but we cover all of that we talk about how she found inspiration to continue on how her vulnerability has been a thing in her career and um yeah she just did a kickstarter killed it so let's talk to kitty there's a secret radio hour chilling with kitty we're in kitty's apartment kitty formerly known as kitty pryor hi how are you i'm good yeah um, how are you I'm feeling sorry. in general about life great actually yeah? i have a very renewed sense of excitement about life shit <laughs> renewed yeah. what was the renewal event well i was i was i was super down because my 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 music stuff was like seemed really lame for a while okay. and i didn't really know what i was gonna do but then and i kind of was just getting really like depressed about maybe no one cares about this anymore like maybe i should try something else yeah. like and then my kickstarter went so good that now i'm like really excited about it all tight. yeah you, you, you had you had a twenty five thousand dollar goal and that went in like three days right it was 30 hours that's amazing <laughs> yeah that's absolutely awesome. amazing i uh i was reading your blog and i saw the story about uh being at fyfs this weekend oh yeah that was the best yeah and uh when Kanye brought out Rihanna, it touched you, mm -hmm. and you were crying mm -hmm. about I was, it. I was sobbing. Why were you crying about it? I don't know. I was so excited. Yeah, just I was having a really emotion. good day, and I and like all my friends were around, and I'm just like very. I always get really excitable and just like peppy and hyper and stuff, and it was just like an overload of like cool things that had happened. Like I was, I, I watched a really sick Fly Low show, and yeah. like all kinds of cool stuff was going on that day and then i was so stoked to see kanye and then everything about his show was just so cool and like yeah your description of it sounded <laughs> awesome like you know I, i'd heard a little bit about it but the way you described it, it sounded really it was great. so intimate because he didn't have his whole set mm -hmm. and everything which i've never seen him play at a festival without like his whole I don't even Dancers know what he has. And shit. Well, I saw him on the Yeezus tour, and there was, it was like a Broadway musical. Yeah, they, like he had an actual Jesus come out. Oh right? yeah, yeah. He had like a mountain on the <laughs> stage, and like like thirty girls dancing, and it was crazy. But so it's just him up there mm -hmm. this time. Yeah, it was yeah. just him and like some big lights, and that was it. And then all of a sudden Rihanna, and I was like, it was the most exciting thing. <laughs> so you're there, you got overcome with emotion, and you start crying, and a fan asked you to take a picture. Yeah, it wasn't even a. F it, I mean, he was a fan, but it's like it was like a guy that I had talked to on the internet before. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so he was like, and he like r ran into me, and wanted to take a picture. I never met him before in real life, and I was. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't call him a fan. I don't know. I mean, I guess yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't like to just like. I hear it you. It's, like a, it's, a, a, it's a, a uh, yeah word with like, a with oh, a. Oh, it's just a fan. With a power me. dynamic. Yeah, I, I don't like you. to talk about people like that. You I hear know? you. But yeah. Somebody recognized you. Who's, mm -hmm. Who was a supporter. And wanted to take a picture. Yeah. And then what happened? Because I thought the story was great. Well, he he came up and was like, "Oh, Katie, can I take a picture?" And I was I was it was right after Kanye's set ended, and I was sobbing, and I was also like festival. I was like sweaty and disgusting, <laughs> and my makeup was all over my face, and I was just like crying and telling my friend how about Rihanna and how excited I was, right. and he was just listening like. Yeah, Kitty Rihanna, great. <laughs> and, and then the guy came up 
And then my friend got like really defensive and was like, and I was like, can we, can we like wait a second? Cause I'm crying and I don't really want to picture me crying. I know you're going to tweet it or something. And he was like, no, like I, I can't like just take a picture with me. Come on. And she's like kind of being rude about me. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it happens. I cry a lot. So it happens. And my friend got really uh, defensive and tried to be like, dude, back off. And I was like, like, you know what, whatever. And then I took a picture with him. But now I'm really happy because I have this picture of like me being really, really ha- like so happy. I'm just crying. And it's like <laughs> kind of tight to have. Word. But I thought it was interesting, too, how you were saying um, you you took it. Because if you didn't, you felt like uh, he would just go online and tweet about oh, how yeah. you were like a diva. Yeah, that so, happens to me all the time. That's amazing. It's At my shows, I used to have this thing where like when I first started playing shows, I mean my first shows ever were really, really big. Yeah. I was playing like flying to New York from Florida and like doing big shows and I didn't even, I had never done it and I didn't know what to do. And so after every show, I would just get really self-conscious and yeah. like so like upset that I would just like have to cry for a little bit yeah, 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 yeah. and uh you know some places I would have to go outside or something because there's a lot of people in the green room and people would come up to me a lot of the time especially when I was on tour with other people and uh and be like oh can I get a picture like that was great can I get a picture and I'd be like yo do you mind waiting a little while like I'm crying I don't really want it. I don't really want to show anyone and eventually like people just start there was just like a lot of people would send me messages and be like yo like I always thought you were nice but I hear you're like such a diva bitch to like people who want to who like to your fans who just want to take a picture with you and you won't take pictures and I'm like I've only ever said no when I'm crying like ever (laughs) or if I'm like really really busy you know I would never just say no for no reason so I've tried to be a little bit more conscious of that just because I don't want people to think that I'm like that I don't like them. It's Isn't it a little like uh I'm just trying to think of like who I could who I would see myself walking up to and they were, who were visibly crying and asked <laughs> to take a picture with them. No, I feel like that's a little rude too and it's weird that, that keeps happening. Yeah. I mean, it's actually yeah, it's strange that that's even an issue that yeah. I have. I guess it's just cuz I cry a lot, but um also at this point it really doesn't matter cuz everyone's seen me pictures of me crying. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm over that. So, like you're, uh, you're, you're when you perform it, when you record, I should say, like your your vocal tone is like real. It's like soft. I mm-hmm. on you, bud, light, in my hand, and I stand over there and listen to your little lies about your cool life. You say she will be your wife, but I am white's red, iris is brown, and your eyes wide. You apologize to me when I see you do a line. When you perform, is it like that too? Usually. Sometimes I catch myself getting a little bit... Because it's more... I mean, when I started yeah. making, uh, making music, my voice was a lot... I was a lot younger. My voice was a lot higher. How old were you? Uh, 17. Okay. And then, <laughs> Yeah. So my voice has gotten like lower over the years. And yeah, also I mean, I think it's like, certainly gotten stronger too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was, like, and also a lot of the way that it sounded had to do with the quality of what I was using to record it which was not good and uh but I'm pretty good now at making sure 
it sounds consistent yeah, yeah, when yeah. I'm performing. <laughs> but um, I just could imagine like okay, those first shows, like you say, you're in Florida, flying to New York to play these big shows. So like you get in front of like a big group of people, uh-huh. and you're quiet. Like how does that? Like is it is it hard to stay quiet when you got that many people listening? Well, I get horrible stage fright. Okay, still I do. Wow. Not as much as I used to, but I still have to take. A, a shot or two but <laughs> I feel you. yeah i don't have to and i do anyway <laughs> but when i was when i get nervous i i end up not wanting to talk at all or or just kind of like mumbling okay. and so my first ever shows i was so nervous you couldn't even hear me wow and uh i had to figure out what to tell the sound guy every single time because uh-huh. it started being like a, a sound issue yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. You seem to be like just even in just humanity, like mm-hmm. a, like vulnerable kind of person, like very emotionally available. Oh, yeah. I mean, how do you deal with this rap shit, man? It seems so not the space for that. It seems like you would get hurt a lot. Well, I've I've always been this way, like in life. Yeah. Uh, my whole life, but I've always uh tried to make I always try to make everything positive sure so it's at first it was really really hard because especially at first people really really were mean to me like the the first thing that happened I mean people it's 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 so chill now compared to what it was I would get like people threatening to kill me or like saying threatening to like kidnap my family like just like horrible things people would say and it was just like insane and after a while so angry uh because i was doing something weird and they i think a lot of people were mad that they liked it Mm. and they were like oh my god i can't believe i like this like little girl like talking about toys like over rap beats like she shouldn't even be doing that you know stuff like that so i think that was that was what made people really angry and that's but that's what made people talk about me so now i have a lot of people who do like me and the people who don't have kind of faded away rap game taylor swift 45 on my hip and i'll lift up a switch up hip-hop with rift app if no downloads because i am not gifted i sift in through the shit on twitter i want to quit it but i spit it on the beautiful loo and tell the kitty lovers baby you are beautiful too blonde-haired busy put the youth in the crew and if you bring me around i'll put some youth in you too boo when it, when it started, I mean, you kind of, I, I think, you had, like, management and all. You still have all of that? Um, well, when I first started, I had a manager who was just this guy who was my friend and yeah. he lived in Boston. And he Did would answer he? my emails for me. Okay. Did, was he in the in the business or whatever? <laughs> he managed me in attractions. But okay. other than that, okay. yeah. no, not at all. Okay. So I had him. And then after a while, he got really busy with his, like, real job. And I was like, maybe it'd be better to find someone else. So then Danny told his manager, You're, you have to manage Kitty now. <laughs> Danny Brown said it. Yeah, okay. Danny. Because I was like, I mean, I don't have a manager. I don't know what to do. And so he just, like, told his manager to. But I, I asked you about management, uh, less less about who was doing it. But, like, if I'm, I'm thinking back to, like, when you first really kind of made a splash and you, and you were doing a thing that people didn't necessarily know how to mm-hmm. receive. Like, was there anyone, like, w- was there any 
anybody telling you anything to help you accept that kind of negativity that people were were giving? Was there anybody trying to like help you with that? Um. Well, my 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 mom and my brother mostly. Okay. <laughs> my managers would always just be like, "I'll get over it, Kitty. It's the internet." Huh. And I'm like, I I still never really subscribe to that whole. I mean, and get I, over it. It's the internet. Thing. And I think I think. The only reason I, I bring that bring it up is because you are you as the artist as the face of something that people don't know how to deal with, um, you know, being a woman, um, especially in in hip hop. Mm-hmm. There's just there's a lot of um, there's a lot of possibility for those kind of reactions. You yeah, know? and I think it's 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 disingenuous to tell you to get over it, especially by people who don't have to deal with it. Yeah, you know what that's I mean? that always is kind of a thing that I think about when, like I said, I'm really open. So sometimes I'll I'll just talk on Twitter or something about yeah. like y'all like <laughs> sh- calm shut up like <laughs> stop like if there's something somebody's saying about me that's not true and it's going all over Tumblr and people are like mad at me about it, I'm gonna be like yo that's not true. Word. And then I have like thousands of people, even my friends, being like. Oh, Kitty, like, why do you acknowledge that shit? Like, it's the internet. Like, you should just get over it. Just don't acknowledge them. And I'm like, yo, no. It's like a a person who, if it's somebody just being like, you're an ugly bitch, I'm like, okay. But if it's somebody being like, oh, Kitty, like, did this shitty thing and you should be mad at her, and people really pick up on that on on Tumblr, especially. On Tumblr, oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm going to be like, no, this isn't. It happened with my Kickstarter. People, people. There was some negativity. Well, people were mostly just like, a lot of people being like, really, you're asking for that much money to make an album? And I'm like, I don't think you know how much things cost. So shut up. And then people were like, okay, well, give us like a dollar for dollar itemized budget so we can see where our money is going. Yeah. A lot of people on Tumblr. A lot of people who donated? Uh, No, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't people who donated. I see. But, uh. I was and and at that point I was just like this is none of your business. It's none of your business who I'm working with on my stuff and what their rates are. Like right. all of that is like just I'm not going to steal your fucking money. I signed a contract, <laughs> dude. Like I can't steal your money. So whatever. There's a lot of things like that. So you you have this accessibility thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Like your fans are all kind of right there at you Twitter, Tumblr, probably emails, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um you prefer that kind of proximity to the people who support your stuff and listen to your stuff? Yeah, because all my music is really personal, so I feel like a lot of people connect with that, and if there's, like, someone who connects with something I say, like, I want to be... I feel like they're my friend, you know? Right. So, and it's also nice, because I am a really social person. Okay. So it's cool to have a lot of people, and, and it's cool when, like... If I have a question about something or if I need help with something, there's like all these people who are just down to talk to me about it. In your Kickstarter, you talk about kind of wanting, um, I, th- I believe this next project to kind of show people this world that you live in. Mm-hmm. Tell me about tell me about the world. Well, I grew up in Florida in like a, a kind of shitty town. Okay. What town is it? Daytona Beach. Okay. It's like a really, it's a weird, weird, weird. It's where like Spring Breakers was based on. Right. spell. Wish you well. I can say I'm joking when I call my city hell. 
Tossing dollars and pennies and wishing wells And I promised I'd be gone and forget about 2012 And I thought if I got I'd never visit When you talk I think you're all a bunch of bitches And never listen I hide in closets as small as that I can fit in Getting restless, a fuss, and a fidget And I feel so great in the city It's a prison, I just want to shine my colors on the walls Like a prison, but no one answers When I ask them how their work So been. that's where I grew up And so I kind of, and I, um I had to grow up really fast. I went to college when I was 16, and then I ran away from home and moved to New York when I was 18. Mm. So, like, just a weird, but it's always, uh, always, I've always liked the same things. Was like, wanted to be surrounded by the same, like, nice, like, beautiful, sparkly, happy, like, living in a cloud type of thing. Okay. And, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I just wanted to be, like, a really, positive ethereal type of happy vibe with and I want the sounds to kind of I mean they already do it's pretty much a done thing but like kind of just sounds like where I'm from and sounds like where I grew up you know and hours and hours on sims and sour patch kids and bows from my hair and shiny pairs of shoes bitch all I always, I always like to I always like to hear artists that are good at like building a world you know what I mean like I remember like Odd Future came out like that was the amazing thing like they had like this world and right here in LA it was like what the, where the hell is this going on what yeah. is this you know like do you do you feel like you represent anybody I think I represent people who are vulnerable like yeah, I am yeah, yeah. and people who are m- kind of misjudged and expected to do things that they don't want to do a lot of the time but make it through it anyway what and do just people, people who expect go, you to do I don't I mean a lot of <laughs> a lot yeah. that was like a really loaded question I mean, I, I don't know I, I've, I, I've I, always, I'm not I didn't I didn't intend it to be <laughs> that's okay I was just trying to think of an answer um well, when I was little, I was really, really smart. Okay. Not anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. No. <laughs> All of it's though. gone. I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm <laughs> yeah. very much the same way. I was like a very, very like, this is a genius child. Yeah. And what I mean, they were wrong. But I like skipped a grade and was always like winning awards and yeah. doing stuff like that. And so, and I also like was, had a lot of like after school, that's like right. ballet that I had to be perfect right. at. And so I was like a lot of high expectations from right. everybody around me especially my parents. And so I was really, really bad at like handling failure. Sure. And I had a lot of responsibility because I moved, I moved in with my dad and kind of just took care of myself from the time I was like 14. So it was like a lot of, I think a lot of people go through that and connect with like things that I say. And also people who are stuck in like places they don't want to live, stuff like that. I talk about getting out of Florida a lot of the time. I wanted to ask you, about uh, uh, a rumor, and it's, it feels weird to even bring up. But Is it a bad rumor? No, no. It's just that <laughs> oh, it's, the, it's stupid. I just want to hear your take on it. Okay. It's that old, that whole secret Facebook group thing. Oh, that was like, oh my god, like the the hip hop Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that. I can't even really make heads or tails of it, but it just keeps coming up. I'm like, what the hell is Does this? It st- people still talk about that? I mean, I can't say that. 
it comes across my desk often yeah but like you know like i research i always you know when i just sit for a while and look look up stuff when i'm ready getting ready to interview people and it you know what i mean like i would i would keep seeing that when you know, yeah when it, it used to come things. up a lot yeah. and i tried to i like that was a good example of a time that i tried to address something and everybody was just like oh ignore that but it impacted so many of yeah. my friends, you know? Yeah, it was, like, yeah. a huge deal. Yeah, it was weird. And also, like, every... It was all these, like, rapper fools who are all just like, oh, fuck y'all. Like, fuck the haters. And I'm like, I'm literally the only one that's going to talk about this, am I? Like... Right. <laughs> um, It wasn't... It was... Well, you know, but this is the thing. It, it kind of gets back to what I'm saying. I think in your position, you do have to talk about it. Yeah. Because you don't look like everybody else doing this. Yeah. So it's a different kind of attack to say... Because the whole thing is that they were saying that like some secret Facebook group kind of like engineered some rapper's career or something like that, right? Yeah, it was the whole, the entire accusation or whatever was that there was a Facebook group yeah, and that there was like important, like powerful people that no one really <laughs> described their power, which is why they called it the Illuminati, I think. <laughs> right. It's like, they were like, what did you think that, and that all of us in it were like music industry people and then they decided that there was like one person in the group and they were just gonna as a joke like write a bunch of songs for them and right. then see if they could make them famous right and then everyone decide everyone on some forum i guess decided that it was me okay and i first of all the group was nothing like that it was literally the way that the group started was because we all met on tumblr a bunch of different people that would all post about hip hop yeah. and we met on Tumblr and then we ended up like making friends on Facebook and then we made a Facebook group to post there. Right. And it was kind of a coincidence that it was like, it was people who were interested in, in rap like a lot and would share it. So like space goes perp, you right. know, and ASAP Rocky before he was like big at all. And he was just like a friend on Facebook, you know? Right. And so we were all in a Facebook group where we just like post future videos and stuff. <laughs> and like, and eventually it got it, it got bigger and bigger and there was a lot of people in there that weren't were not famous at all before right. that like like ryan hemsworth who was huge now and uh suicide year who was like 14 when he was in there and now he's like going on tour around the world you know it was like it wasn't none of us ever were just like engineering anything it was, was just it like like 50 people like 100 people i think i mean when i was in it it was probably it was probably 50 and then got bigger and bigger and probably ended up at, at like 100 150 i don't know but that's uh we would just talk and like and we post our own songs and be like will you guys post this like because we, we all had a lot of followers because yeah. people who wanted to read it but we would make jokes about rap and people who like that would like follow us yeah so eventually it was just kind of a network and I mean, Yams was in it. Yams. ASAP Yams. Yeah. yeah. And, and Yams was a huge... People said that Yams, a lot of the time, people said that Yams was the one that, like, wrote my songs for me and that really? Yams was, like, putting me on really hard and, like, the only reason anyone knew about me was because of Yams, which is, like... I mean, Yams, I couldn't imagine him writing songs about... I know, I was, like... Like, being somebody's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, and I, Yams, didn't, Yams didn't write my songs or anything like that. I But when I made my songs, Yams really liked them and he was very supportive. And at the time, it was when Rocky was getting really big. Right. And also... Uh, well, just, let me just pause for a second, because um, I know we're going fast yeah. for the listeners. But ASAP <laughs> Yams, who uh, just passed away this year, right? Yeah, a few months and ago. And he was like the engineer for 
the whole ASAP mob. Yeah, like he kind of brought he brought socially. ASAP together. Yeah, exactly. He kind of held them to their. He created their world. I think. Right. Exactly. Exactly. He was. He was really. He was so smart mm-hmm. and so creative and like could he he could just figure things like he always knew what to do like he always had an idea you know and people really look up like looked up to him he was huge he was a huge part of he still i feel like he changed everything absolutely like popular music in general was like so influenced by yams it's like a real it's it's so sad that he died but he was really really important to my career but not in a a way that he was like oh this will be funny let's make her famous as a joke it was like a i believe in kitty and i want to help her kind of thing and same with danny was in the facebook group too danny danny really always believed in me and would help me and people always kind of thought that there was no way that these people could like me you know they thought that these people's fanhood was somehow like a put on yeah okay they people refused to believe that yams and danny brown and asap rocky would take me seriously because they didn't want to so that was and that was that was a really hurtful one it really it really bothered me but i've kind of accepted the fact that the hip-hop bloggers are never gonna like me so Uh, like the Nas and stuff, you know. That I mean, don't. He don't like me either. I, I get it. Does <laughs> he like anyone? No, he likes. He likes Earl. He likes some of my friends. <laughs> actually, he just doesn't like me, and I dig it. You know what I mean? Can't can't please them all. And honestly, I remember when that used to be really important to me because I used to think like that, that somehow uh, would help me. Yeah. And I guess it does in its own way, but I don't know. It's so much just about putting out your work and getting it to people and how people respond to it yeah the first my first ever like my first ep i guess it was Mm -hmm. called daisy rage well that wasn't my first but it was it was the first one i really worked hard on at the time i just remember being so worried about what my pitchfork score would be yeah, <laughs> i was yeah, like yeah. did it get reviewed yeah what, what did it get i think it got a 6.9 okay were you happy about that no okay <laughs> i was so upset i was i was like i cried, and cried oh and cried. i'm sorry i was i was uh and I always was worried. I was so sad when Nas Nas like tweeted something mean about me, yeah. and I was like heartbroken. And like Ryan Schreiber was like didn't like me, and Anthony Fantano made fun of me, and all of these things just mattered so much. And I would it it like broke my heart for like a week until I was like, wait, no, it doesn't. Who this is for people right. on the internet. A lot of people do what they say. I mean, yeah. So I mean, they do have. They do. They do. They do create some sort of opinion, but um, you know, it's just it was nowhere near as important as I thought it was. Yeah, for sure. Never. It never really is. You know. Um, but what gave you the strength to like push through all of that when, as vulnerable as vulnerable as you are, and emotionally honest as you tend to be and you got these hammers coming down <laughs> from all over the place like what what make what gives you the strength to keep pushing through all of that 
I just really, really love music. And I really love being able to go on tour and like meet. I just love my fans a lot. I think if I didn't have, because at first I didn't even know that I had the potential to like even write a song. You okay. know, I never, I had never really done it. I, had t I took opera lessons when I was little and then I quit because they said I'd have to get tongue surgery to keep going because oh. my tongue is wrong, I guess. And I was like, no. So, <laughs> rap, is, rap is a home for people with wrong tongues. Yeah. 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 So I didn't. And then after I, ha I started like getting fans and the way that people might. I mean, because it started with a few. And that's yeah. why I talked to them so much. Because I would just be like, oh, there's like cool people on the Internet that like me. And that's nice. And then it just got to be more and more. And now there's a whole bunch. But they still all feel like my friends. And it feels like something that I like do to make people happy and people tell me a lot that like which I don't understand because my songs are so silly and mm -hmm. stupid sometimes when I say some <laughs> dumb shit and so it doesn't really make sense to me but sometimes people like send me an email and be like yo like my mom died and your this album like really helped me get through that and like you're so important to me now it's like things like that that just make me feel like even though there's like a shitload of people being like you don't have any talent like you right. suck at all of these different things I'm like Okay, maybe, but <laughs> but like there's somebody who whose mom died and right. needs me to talk to them, you know? And, right. it's a, and you I, made something that's powerful for that person. Yeah. yeah. And there's people who like people like believe in me enough to give me their fucking money to pledge it to me before <laughs> they even hear the album, you know? So Man, I just um that uh that accessibility and and we I know I keep coming back to that, but I guess it's a reflection of just in my own journey too, because I used to—I feel like I used to be that way too. I used because I still—I appreciate every positive thing a person says to me so much, because I really do use it as fuel. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I'll get down on myself, and because shit is hard, you know. Yeah, dude. Uh, and I really do appreciate it, and I used to really engage everybody, but then like, and it's really like starting like last year. Mm -hmm. It's like I came into contact with some genuinely like not necessarily harmful people but really that live in another world uh in terms of uh, maybe some like mental health issues or, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and i found that if i engaged with them it became like harmful for me almost in a sense you know what i mean oh like, yeah like if i there's there's people who i have to not necessarily talk back to because i'll get wrapped up in their mess <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know that's I mean? I mean i recently had to stop using tumblr Really? I can't. I yeah. I I, I can't. So, I I make my posts and I save them as drafts and I have my little brother, uh, log in and so post you don't even me. log in to post. The I things. I can't. It's I have a pretty bad anxiety disorder. Okay. And like clinically. Yeah. Okay. And I and I was having like panic. It was because before all of this album announcement and stuff, I was kind of in like a middle you know transition period where sure. I've been just writing stuff, but there wasn't really much going on in like the kitty world other than just people criticizing me. Sure. Cause when I have music out, they criticize my music, but when I don't, they criticize everything else. Ugh. And so, and it was just like all these like things people were saying about me and it was, and it, it felt like I try to be, I try to be really sensitive to everyone just right. because like I, I'm so sensitive that I like can't yeah, bear to yeah, hurt yeah, people's yeah. feelings. So if somebody, it, it's it started happening where I would say something on Tumblr and like even if it was just 
on me talking about my day or something like someone would find something wrong with it mm. and was somehow offended and I was and, and suddenly everything that I've think about the world and like politics and gender politics and stuff was just all like being challenged constantly and I was like yo I'm not running for president right. like I don't we don't have to talk about this but it got so and it, there was like a thing last year that just like broke my heart entirely when I wrote uh I made a joke about J a Jay-Z line okay. and everyone said it was racist oh wow and then started writing articles about how I'm racist and how wow. and then started picking apart like everything that I do and going back through all my tweets and like trying to because I'm not racist and there right. wasn't stuff you know but it was like eventually so so much and I was I was thinking about it all the time and always worrying about it and I was having these panic attacks that was just like I have to cut everything out of my life that's completely unnecessarily right. like giving me anxiety and I realized since I quit Tumblr, I'm so much better. Man, um, that's interesting though, because as we talk, it seems like just the act of doing music is going to give you anxiety. <laughs> oh the yeah, way that people, everything does. <laughs> people, I mean, do you feel like people go extra hard on you, like like relative to other people? We can be honest. To be honest, <laughs> to be honest, I do. I think they do. I, do, I, I agree. really, I, I really agree. think they do. A lot of people kind of get mad when I say that and think that's I would, not I true. Would agree, but I, I feel like nobody really, no one can see the things that people say. You know, right? You can. You see a lot of them, but you don't see all of You're them. Right. You only see the tip of the iceberg. You know? Why do you, I mean? And I'm sure you think about it a lot. Like, what do you think? Why you think that is? Why do you think people go so hard? I think, I mean, I've thought about this a lot yeah. and then I sort of stopped because I was like, sure. you know what? There's no figuring it out. But I think the biggest thing was that I think a lot of people aren't necessarily like jealous of me and what I can do or like my music or anything. But I think people are mad, get mad sometimes because they think that I am so, I am so normal and they don't understand why I have i'm getting like why i have fans you know mm. what i mean like that's like a thing that people get really confused about it's like why does anyone like like why does anyone care about you like you're from florida and you make like shit music from your like on your computer by yourself like you are not why does anyone care about you and i think that people kind of see and and get upset because they want to be doing that but they're not and they know that like they see that i'm just like them mm -hmm. and they're kind of like wow, this girl's just like me and she's doing this and I'm not. Wow. And I think that's like a thing that really, a lot of people have literally told me that. Like people that I've blocked on Twitter for like being mean to me yeah. will like send me an email like a year later and be like, yo, I was like doing some thinking and I'm really sorry about how mean I was to you. And I'm like, wow. damn, like you really thinking about this for this long? Like, I think it's, it's like hating me. I mean, obviously there's just people who are like, who are mean, you know, yeah. but I think the people who hate me like really deeply, I think it's because they can relate to me and it, mm. it, there's something about it that upsets them. Do you think, like, do you, are you, I guess at one point maybe you were like worried about being accepted into like the rap Oh yeah, I used to. <laughs> yeah. Um, you no longer really care about that? I mean, it's, I don't think it's ever going to be, there's, it always kind of hurt my feelings when people would be like straight up like 
this girl is white and young and doesn't know what she's talking about. She's from the suburbs and she's talking about like her puppy. Like (laughs) I opened for um, Dell once. Where was it? It was a Brooklyn Bowl. Okay. And I and I was supposed to go on tour with them. With Deltron. Okay. And I was I was I was supposed to go on tour with them and that was supposed to be the first night. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, and at the show, people, like, as soon as I went on stage, people were booing. Are you serious? And they didn't even know who, I, I could tell they didn't know who I was. You know, it was, like, a bunch of, like, 30-year-old white guys. Right. And, and they were older just, fans. Yeah. And they were, like, booing me as soon as I started. And so I played, I did a whole set anyway. I did my most hip hop songs. <laughs> 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 on purpose, because I knew it. And they just booed and booed and booed the whole time. And, like, hated me. And then... Uh, Deltron was like, yo, sorry, but like, damn, like everyone hates you. Like, I was like, wow. So at that point I was kind of just like, what? I don't, this is, they're never going to like me. Like, why don't I just focus on the people that do instead of like trying to try? I can't, I can't be like the one woman leader of like the dorky white girl rap crusade. Like I don't have it in me. So Damn. I just let them come to me when they want to. <laughs> when I went on tour with Danny, I like came. I got. I literally got an email today about it of just like people being like, "Yo, I saw you on tour with Danny, and I really hated you, but I realized it was just because you were a white girl and I actually like your music, and I'm sorry." Damn. So ideally, who would you open up for? I want to tour cool? with like. I mean, the, the goal is especially like with the way that my new record sounds. Like sure. my true goal is so lame and I really just want to tour with Carly Rae Jepsen (laughs) like I heard her album and I was like damn this sounds so much like what mine sounds like Mm. and I was like this will this would work so good but I also um I feel like I could tour with with like Grimes and just I think it would be it's it's good to to tour with girl artists I, I always gravitate towards them sure so I was I always kind of thought Grimes, Charlie XCX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried yeah. with Kitten and that was like amazing. Okay. And that type of thing. I don't know. Just younger fans, sure. like people who don't hate women right, right off the bat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Huh. That's Man, you you had you've had a crazy road and it looks like you got a crazy road ahead. Yes. But uh when is this when is this album looking to come out? I think it's gonna come out at the end of January. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was my talk with Kitty, aka Kitty Pryder, formerly known as. Make sure you're following her on all the internet things and staying aware of her new project. She's very excited about it and um I can't wait to hear myself. Speaking of projects, uh on the last episode of secret skin i premiered an, a new song by me and uh serengeti's group it's called kavanaugh that song is called screenplay that's going to be a video premiering for that song this week pre-orders for the album are available both digital and limited edition cassette i think there's only a few cassettes left so uh check for that at mellowmusicgroup.com uh yeah and then um Myself and Serengeti and Milo were doing a couple of shows in November, which is this month. So we're doing a couple of shows in this month, in the month that we are currently living in. On the 21st and the 22nd, we are in San Francisco and San Jose, respectively. Check uh, MikeEagle.net for all information 
associated with those two rap shows that uh you're gonna be at right isn't that how verbal contracts work isn't that what we're doing this is secret skin y'all got a bunch of good interviews coming up of which i don't know which one to say is next because i haven't decided yet a bunch of good ones in the can though in the meantime rate us on itunes review us follow us subscribe to us pledge your internet allegiance shout out to the infinite guest network shout out to you as an individual this is secret skin goodbye